Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Marhaba. This is Nadra Asaf coming to you from Beirut, Lebanon. Actually, today I'm out on the streets of Beirut with a group of my students. I am a dance professor and a choreographer in Lebanon and have been here since 1991. I love it. I love my profession. I love my career almost as much as I love listening to Outlander Cast with Marion Blake. And I'm sure if you listen to it, you'll love it just as much. Masaleme. Bye. Adios. Have a great day. All the way from Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. My name is Blake, and last week we talked about having listeners all over the globe. That there, right there, is proof in the pudding, ladies and gents. Yes. We got listeners in Brazil. We got listeners in Beirut. We got listeners like, in everywhere. Australia. It's just everywhere. And and we love you. We love, we love all you of you. all so much. And like, I just love it. I love the internet. I love podcasting. I love that we've been able to connect yes. and meet people who, you know, start off as listeners and then we get to connect online and we become friends. It's so flipping cool. It is wild how many people we have uh, connected with over these number of years and people that have become family friends and, uh, you know, just <laughs> it's crazy. It it's is. crazy. And it all it all happens because of. Episodes like this, Marvin, where we have listener feedback episodes and, you know, you, you develop these kind of relationships uh, and, you know, and, and not only have we benefited from episodes like this, but the listeners themselves have benefited because it's given them a platform to talk, but also talk to each other and form their own friendships, their own relationships. And you know, it's just like this. It's kind of like Match.com, but for oh, dorks, okay. it's like OutlanderCast.com Match, you know, like. <laughs> Just put for dorks, you know? Yeah, we're for friends. <laughs> we hear you, Blake. We hear you. So we want to um, remind you all that Blake and I are very busy this month. Um, and in addition to podcasting all the time and taking care of our wee bairns, um, I am still dealing with the effects of the long virus that I will not name. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. We don't talk about the Rona. Yeah, we don't talk about Rona because I still am having serious issues, friends. So this episode, of course, of Listener Feedback is later than we would have wanted it to be released. Honestly, blame me and blame my fatigue. I'm here for it. For those of you who get to watch the the video aspect, I'm teaching you a little secret. On days when I'm sleepy and I don't feel good and I don't have any other makeup on, I throw on a bold red lip. Bold red, bold pink. Oh, yeah. Fools everyone into thinking you're pulled together. It's awesome. Hey, by the way, learn more tricks like that at minwithmary.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, so head on over to maryandblake.com. If you enjoy what we do, we also have some online communities on Facebook. So you could search Mary and Blake. You can go to the Outlander Cast Clan Gathering. And for all of our book friends, uh, you can also join the Outlander Cast Clan Book Club. All right. So I'm ready, Blake. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, Marvin, let's release the hounds. Okay. But before we release the hounds, oh. got any opening takes? Any opening takes for uh, episode 602? No. Nothing? Because the problem is, is we're recording this so late. I've already watched 603 three times. 
<laughs> so I'll not, tell you what, I like 603 better. You're not supposed to say that, Marvin, because we're supposed to watch the 603 uh, preview. We're supposed to talk about what's going on. Everyone knows. <laughs> I'll still do it. I'll pretend. I'll pretend I don't know. No, you can't do that now. It, it, the whole thing's been all messed up now. What are we doing here? Magic of... Of podcast. Oh my God. I, what are we doing? I showed you the wizard, the man behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Blame COVID. Just screwing everything up. Sorry. Whatever. So, any hot takes? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. No, no. It's just, just opening takes. <laughs> opening takes for 602. Opening takes. I'm, I'm here for it, man. I'm enjoying this season so far. Yeah, sure. And I enjoyed the future episode too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. Opening take. I'm, <laughs> I am really disappointed in Fergus. Okay. And I, and I know I was kind of like on the on the train of like, hey, everybody, let's calm down. Fergus is going through a lot. And I'm still on that train, okay? But the way that he reacted to his son being born and the way that he is with the dwarfism, yeah, I don't think I can get behind that response. I don't think I can. And maybe maybe there will be some more things that help inform that reaction. Maybe that you've already seen. I don't even know. Uh, but <laughs> I I think that I think I'm kind of out. Okay. I'm kind of out on that reaction. I appreciate and that, that. I think that's my opening take for for this episode. That. All right. So uh, let's go to jointhenerdclan.com. Uh, and for some of the responses that are there. I love it. We have a lot of responses from from Join the Nerd Clan. And then we have a lot of emails. And then we have a lot of voicemails as well. So then, we're, we're going we we go. to plow through it. Laura okay. Gallucci wrote in her that her good was Ian opening up to Marceline. It was sweet. And it gives you a sense of the love inside the family unit at Fraser's Ridge. Jamie listening in was the cherry on top. Aww. Now I want to get a Sunday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Laurel's bad was the Cherokee ladies trying to seduce Jamie. I don't like this one bit. Would a Cherokee chief actually send ladies to Jamie knowing he was married? Would that even be historically accurate? So Someone tell me. I don't know. I, I would question. say stats are for nerds. I thought no. it was funny. I thought it was funny. Wicked funny. What? I mean, what she's asking is like, is this a thing they would do culturally? Oh, well. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's a fair question to ask. Get woke, man. <laughs> it's like It's like saying like, oh, yeah, they're from Italy. Like all the guys will go... Bella, Bella. Well, but, they all do. But, but if, okay, so like, let's say they didn't. Let's, well, th- that is something that they, that a lot of people might do. But what they're saying is like, what if they did something else? Like, choo choo. Like, do we know that they do that? But at this point, you're saying that it's about women who are like sexually giving themselves over on the behalf of the chief, all this stuff. Yeah. It's multiple layers. It's not just choo choo Italy. It's like, is this I mean, right? I mean, I hear what you're saying, and maybe it is right. And you know, I gotta tell you, I gotta just so much research. It's that probably true. It's probably true. It's so awkward for me to say, but I mean, the fact is that I don't know. But I, it's a, we don't know. It's a, it, if, it's, if Diana put it it's in the book, funny, it is funny. Just be careful. It, the, no, no, the scene was a funny scene. The scene was a funny. scene. That's what I'm getting at. Yes, that's okay. what I'm getting at. All right, continue. Thank you, Claire's little moment. <laughs> uh, Laurel's great was Claire's little moments where she started to unpack her trauma, her conversation with Marsley, her conversation with Jamie as Marsley was in labor. I'm hoping that she can take one day to talk to someone, maybe Jamie, to come through, much like how she did for Jamie. And Laurel's kilt rating was four point five. Mm-hmm. How about right. Peg? Uh, well, I don't have oh. it up because I had the Peg voice Rogers mouse up. Peg Rogers said, yeah. my good, Roger stepping up and telling Fergus what he needed to hear. It's a good start, and I hope that this will lead to more hard conversations with Fergus. It feels like Roger is finally feeling at home and one of the family now. Mm. Peg's bad is trite, but maybe it has to It has to be Tom Christie. The man is twisted, and quite frankly, he triggers my trauma. Mm. And Peg's great was everything Ian in this episode. Agree, Peg. Agree. <laughs> Move over, king of men. Move over. I mean, don't move over, but like, uh, I'll take, I will gladly hey share that both of them. I will, I will be Jamie and they can be the two lads hanging on out. I mean, Hey, he's, oh. he's but you know what it is? It's not just that he's a fine looking fella. Ian's depth in this episode. Yeah. Loving it. 
Loving, loving it. Let me continue with Peg because this is Peg's moment to shine. Yeah, let's mine. go. Peg, come on. Not what my we got? dream. Uh, I loved seeing Ian laugh and poke fun at Jamie in the Cherokee Village. So much of Ian's screen time in season five and so far in the season has been very serious and sad and heart-wrenching. This felt like some of the old Ian was back. I loved that he's standing up to Jamie and pointing out when Jamie is perhaps not making the best decisions. Mm-hmm. I think it portends well for a more mature relationship between them. More partners than idol and idolized. Finally, the blessing for the baby before the birth and after with Marsley. And can I say, wow, was he holding that baby in a special way? Just wrapped up with love. <laughs> I hope they continue to have Ian be an integral be integral to every episode. And for Blake, you're so right about the reflection of the guy in the surgery glass when Claire is returning from Marsley's mm-hmm. to use the ether again. I saw that on my first watch of the episode, and I don't think it was any guy. I think it was Lionel Brown. And that was a flash of him was a callback to episode 512 when Claire sees him in the window as Jamie is wrapping her in the tartan. So, um, you know, I I love it, and I love her insight into Ian. Um, I agree having these little extra moments. Bring on the Ian. You know, in the the Ian, Ian, uh, the first thing I think of when I – now that, like, you're talking, uh, Peg, about this, like, partnership almost Mm – where it's it almost reminds me of Anakin and Obi-Wan hmm. and the move from episode 2 to episode 3 where episode 2 he Anakin was kind of like Obi-Wan's kid yeah. like but episode 3 they were more like brothers well what i like about it is i feel like a lot of people you know we fell in love with Scotland and Jamie and Claire and we moved away from Scotland and now we still have Jamie and Claire but they were away from each other so much and then all these other people come into the show yeah. and for a lot of people they weren't able to connect mm-hmm. with the younger crew you mm-hmm. know the Ian the Bree the Roger and it's taken some time for people to get that but now we're at a point where this family unit is solidified and we as show watchers we know the little things about them so even though it's not a 100% Jamie and Claire storyline like it was in the earlier seasons, mm-hmm. I think that a lot of us as viewers uh, and particular people who are just show watchers, not necessarily book readers who are able to have those deeper relationships with the characters are able to have those moments now. Gotcha. All right, let's get to the next. Oh, let's get to the first voicemail, shall we? Okay. All right, here we go. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Catherine from Boston. Hi, Catherine. <laughs> Not your cousin. (laughs) I just took Mary's advice and listened to the season six soundtrack. And I feel like we say this every season, but Bear McCreary really outdid himself this season. I only got to the second song, which was the new Fraser's Ridge theme or new Dawn on Fraser's Ridge. And I just started crying. So (laughs) I feel... Like Mary, you would appreciate that. Um, I do. It's my favorite theme of the entire series. And I just love Fraser's Ridge and everything <laughs> about it. Yes. But yes. Bear really did an amazing job. Thank you guys so much for your podcast. Mm-hmm. It was so great to watch episode one and hear your feedback because I don't have any friends that watch Outlander. Girl, we're here. It's so cathartic to hear you guys talk about it. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Catherine, you're so sweet. And here's a little tip. What if you have Alexa? <laughs> You're welcome, by the way. Um, or even your phone, like your your phones can do it now too. You can set that song as your morning alarm. Yeah, and that oh, that that'll, jam, that'll wake you up, uh, man. No, like in a most beautiful. No, way. that's what I'm saying. It'll wake yes, you up. Like that'll yes. get you going. It'll like, get you like happy tears of beautifulness. Like I'm gonna start this day like the new dawn on Fraser's Ridge. And you know what, Catherine? Just because you said it, that doesn't mean you're not gonna get it. Because you are your cousin from Boston. You are. So that's it. That's how it goes. <laughs> Janelle writes in that this episode gives us a 4.8 kilt. So many of my favorite scenes as a book reader, she says. Her good was Roger really shines, pun intended, mm. by using <laughs> Aiden's reaction to the match to cheer Brie up and affirm her. That's Roger's magic, saying the right thing to put Aww. things to rights. He also gave Fergus a great pep talk. I agree. That was like my favorite Roger moment. Yeah, that's a good, that's probably one of my favorite Roger moments. Roger's been there, done that, yep. and bought the t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> Don't yeah. miss your kid's birth, Fergus. <laughs> uh, her great was kudos to everyone for giving <laughs> giving me the creeps between seeing Claire's facial expressions and remembering the attack when she was at Marsley's, hearing Lionel Brown's voice, and that look Malva gave Tom Christie at the end. And then her best was I loved the bits of humor we got in the episode, and we had Edson and Rolo, yay! 
Yes, she does mm-hmm. have a bad. The witch stuff um, felt a little heavy-handed. I think the Sin Eater is a more worthwhile scene showing people's superstitions and the customs that went with it. And was it just me or was anyone else thinking, can you mind your own bloody business? And oh, oh you can mind your own bloody business and so can St. Paul when Malvo <laughs> said the line about St. Paul. Yes. Uh, she says, Mary is a fellow music nerd. I love your recital invites. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that the firstly birthing technique didn't phase you guys. Ironically, I just read an article a few weeks ago how some doulas are using uh, uh, masturbation and orgasms <laughs> to help alleviate birth pain oh. because it gives you extra oxytocin. Well, that would do it. Where was that nine years ago? Yeah, I know, right? We could figure that out. Would have loved Blake. <laughs> no. Especially no with you. That's what she said. You <laughs> freaking out of the room. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. You know who need- Yeah. Well, yeah. Roger be- Mack should have gone in there and said, buck up, man. Yeah. No, that was brutal what happened. That was no. We could keep those on because you're we, loud in my ear. You're well, so loud; it's like surround sound. I have to hear you in real life and in my head headphones. <laughs> uh, it was oh. it was brutal because I was watching my wife uh, being with a rebozo, being looked like she was being buffed like a I was freaking bowling ball. Blake. It was brutal. It was terrible. I, I never want to see so that again. So rough on you. All right. So rough. On All right. Let's you, get Blake. the next voicemail. <laughs> oh my god. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Lauren calling from Adelaide, Australia. Long-time Atlanta cast fan. Um, During Dratlander, I managed to get my Mary and Blake fix with with the first Bridgerton series, The Leftovers, and the entire This Is Us series. I actually started The Leftovers on the recommendation of Atlanta cast Hall of Fame caller Mandy from Melbourne. All right. Mandy actually hosts her own podcast, which is all about parenting children with disabilities. And she mentioned on an episode last year during one of Melbourne's many lockdowns that she had been watching and enjoying The Leftovers on Blake's recommendation. All right. So I jumped on the bandwagon too. Loved it. Thank you for your amazing podcast companion. You're welcome. Episode two of Outlander saw Marsley give birth to an adorable baby with dwarfism and it got me thinking to how amazing it would be if she had Mandy's podcast help her through those early tricky times. I hope that the issues with Fergus are wrapped up quickly and he can enjoy his beautiful babe. Thanks for everything. Keep up the great work. Oh, well, thank thank you, you, Lauren, and welcome to to the Leftovers universe. And, uh... (laughs) You know, you, if you get a chance to listen to that podcast, did she say she I listened she to that? Did. Yeah, you get to hear me cry to Damon Lindelof. So, yeah, there's that. And have Damon tell me I'm a Christmas elf. I know. Oh, we got we got one more. Uh, we got well, we have more. So I'm just gonna filter through some of these. Okay, I didn't know if we were doing every other. Yeah, no, we're we're gonna do a couple, and okay. then we'll do that, okay. and then we'll do a couple, and then we'll do that. You're not giving me the pointing stuff that I'm used to. I know that's why you know because I didn't point, and you don't have any in the Google Doc. Because like, I didn't point, that means you don't me talk. Any direction. We already Go went through this. You know. Do, what you don't, what you don't know, Mary, because Mary never listens or watches the podcast afterwards. No. I'm the only dork that does. Yes. When I was closing out the last show, okay. the last listener feedback episode, okay. or was it? Yeah, yeah. I don't really care. Yeah, the last. Yep. <laughs> you weren't here. Okay. And Betty was on the mic. <laughs> okay. And when the music was about to drop for the ending, mm-hmm. I, w- I, w- I pointed at Betty to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but Betty, Betty, Betty wasn't, obviously didn't because she's a stuffed dog. And 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 Betty was looking at me like, "Buddy, what does that mean?" I don't know. And, and all I heard was, God. and I'm like, "Betty, I'm sorry. Like, we have a, we're still learning each other's vibe. We're still learning okay. each other's cadence." You're wasting my time right now. I'm really happy you had a moment with a stuffed animal, Blake. I'm really happy. It was funny. Like, I have limited energy. All right, fine, fine, Let's fine. Do this. All right, here we go. Hi, Mary and Blake. Uh, Gina from Toronto here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Ring, ring. I'm strictly a show watcher and came to the show in season three when the stars were promoting Outlander on The View. They showed a wonderful clip set in 1940s Boston with Claire and Frank. I was hooked from that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like Blake, I love Frank and I miss him all the time. In fact, I miss a lot of the 20th century set scenes from earlier seasons. So I got a little excited at the amount of future talk that was discussed in this last episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm still crossing my fingers. We get more modern set scenes back again. Soon. Oh, I think Interesting. I normally don't call into podcasts, but I was compelled this time because I'm grateful that Mary validated something I was fuming about myself. No one consults Brie, a Harvard American history major on the topic of American history. Thank you. Blake, you're wrong about Roger on this point because it was established in the season two finale, Dragonfly and Amber. That is in fact, Brie 
who is the expert on the American Revolution. Okay. He even acknowledges that she knows far more than him when it comes to American history. Fair enough. But Blake is right on this. Bree and Roger should be doing nothing other than writing that Back to the Future sports almanac. <laughs> I too love when the show gets weird. And can you guys speak to the supersized episodes? These last two have been well over an hour. Are the remaining six episodes set to be longer as well? Keep up the good work. Grateful to have your pod. Thank you Aww, so much. Thank you. Uh, do you like the supersized episodes, Mary? I do. I do too. I um, I feel satiated. Sometimes episodes like this do feel like they're wicked long. Wicked long. Um, so far, I think Outland has done pretty good with it. The first one, it was a you felt it, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, we're gonna do one more, uh, and then we'll 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 move on to the to the writing. Thank you. Sound fair enough? Okay, Sounds here we go. Fair. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, here we go. Hey, Mary and Blake. This is Joey. I'm calling from the land of Fraser's Ridge, North Carolina. Oh, yay. We actually don't live that far from Hillsboro. And so it's always fun when scenes from that come up in the show and things that we know about, like Tryon's Palace. Anyway, I have hmm. one comment and one outlandish theory. My okay. comment is that I really liked when we learned more about the bruises on Marcelie's wrists. Mm-hmm. I felt like the writers were leading us down this path of a trope of angry drunk husband beats wife and when we learn a little more about it that it was you know marsley says she was attacking fergus i yeah. think um that just added another dimension and Good is something that maybe we didn't think about kind of flipped the situation on its head mm-hmm. um i liked that twist and then my outlandish theory is uh, all right hold on we gotta we gotta Okay, let's go. Is Tom Christie's kids are not Tom Christie's biological kids. Oh, I like um, it. Think about the ages of the kids in comparison to like Bree's age and where Tom Christie was in Ardsmere with Jamie. You know, maybe there's so much we don't know. Maybe his wife, that's why she's burning in hell because Ugh. she was out there having babies with another guy. Oh, I love so, it. Thanks so much. Love your podcast. And I guess we'll see what happens. Oh, Have a great day. Listen, if I was married to Tom Christie and oh, he was yeah. thrown in jail, oh, yeah. potty. <laughs> Won't you take me to Funky Town? My <laughs> I, husband's crazy. Uh, that's, uh, I would say this, Joey. That's not a Chernobyl take, but that is, that's a pretty hot take. That is just below Chernobyl right there. So excellent. All right, well, Mary, what, what else we got for... Uh, Oh, the, you know, I just writer. had to say something, what? you know, talking about how Marsley was the one actually doing some of the physical assault it makes me so awkward. It makes me so awkward. What do you mean? When like women can like hit their husbands and oh, okay. hurt their husbands. We had a situation several, several years ago where I had a friend um, who she and her husband were going down a dark, slippery slope of marital stuff and she broke a finger. And she had like this huge like cast thing and stuff. And it's because she was hitting her husband so much that she broke a finger. I don't know about this. Well, I decided I didn't want to be friends with that person anymore because it kind of freaked me out. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Because I was like, probably shouldn't be doing that, lady. This is like extreme. And if it was the other way around, if a man was hitting his wife so hard that he broke a finger, be a different thing. Don't be beating people, period. Yeah. Stop. That'd be really Keep bad. your hands to yourself. Yeah. Marsley. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Christy, what do you got for Christy? I get that off my chest. Christy says, after my first watch, I really liked it. After rewatching and listening to the podcast and reading the comments, I friggin' loved it. All right. I love how many details come to life from hearing others' reviews. Her good was the reaction to the miracle matches. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeah. So it's like showing off your salad spinner to Mott <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I got My you. Angle. I love it. Mm, nice, nice prairie reference. Her bad was. I can diagnose your aortic aneurysm with one touch. What? I'm a nurse, and that cracked me up. <laughs> and then her great Miss um, Bug looking up at the ceiling. A la Mrs. Graham. Well, they were getting busy upstairs. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Just like with this. Oh, yep, nice. Yep, I like yep, it. Four point eight kilts. P.S. Love listening to you laugh with each other until you're out of breath. Oh. Well, you know, I'm out of breath real quick. Yeah. So <laughs> you just hold on tight, my friend. You should see her walk up a flight of stairs. Right <laughs> just gotta take a break. <laughs> Got my friggin' oxygen pulsometer. <laughs> 
Just email my doctor before this. Do you know, friends? I'm just going to give you a heads up. They won't let me into the lung COVID clinic because I didn't get COVID before uh, I got vaccinated. Yeah. I've got a, I got a pet peeve. Just let me in. Give me some medicine. I wanna... Not great, Bob. Come on. <laughs> I promise I've got it. All right. So I will spare you, you the, the wind usage Thank here you. on this one. Liz says, thank you for this podcast and the closing tune. I have a funny tale to tell you about this tune, as a matter of fact. Obviously, we all know that it's from the movie Moulin Rouge. Well, back in 2003, I was driving to work, and I was about four months pregnant with our first child. Nice. And this tune came on the radio. I'd recently watched the movie and knew the storyline, and suddenly tears were streaming down my face. My husband was with me, and he asked, what's wrong? And all I could say was... It's just so lovely. It is. It is. Oh. Come what oh, may, man. Mulan, come what may, man. Come what may. That was Blake, and he wasn't pregnant. Uh, that, absolutely. I know. All right, let's get to the next voicemail. <laughs> Hello from the Highlands of Scotland. It's Kirsten Lee. Kirsten! the episode. Or is it? I'm actually just going to give you a bit of different feedback. Okay. Bunny's honest, heartfelt message last week stopped everyone in their tracks. Yes. Um, it fair brought a tear to a glass eye. And Blake, you handled it so brilliantly. Thank you. But it struck a chord with myself and no doubt others in this wee community. Because we're often so caught up in our own wee world shenanigans, we didn't take the time to let others know just how special they are. Mm-hmm. So I just want to echo Bunny's sentiments and say that Blake and Mary, you're a constant source of light and laughter to many of us. You always make us feel brighter and happier just by doing what you do. Mm. So go on yourselves, slanche it to you. Oh, and by the way, I tell you Malva was so sore that she turned the milk. Cheerio for now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kirsten, thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for that. So here's what I'll say to you, Kirsten, and to all the listeners. Mary and I... Uh, over the past number of days, I was on a business trip. Mary's been very ill. Uh, we're, you know, we're just having some. My kids are crazy, and I had to put alarms in my house because they yeah. keep eating all my food in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's just it's been banana land in house Larson. Okay, and she, Mary, and I have been having conversations. Like, okay, can we do all of this? Like, can March is crazy, and April is going to be crazy, and you know. It's, you know, you have these moments of doubt where you th- think, man, Do our we, podcast really I, I know. Are, are we putting in all this work? And, you know, granted, I mean, it's very fulfilling. I, I love doing it. I, it's it gives me so much joy and 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 pleasure and and fulfilling the community. But like. Can we do all of this? And I actually played Mary the the voicemail from bunny as i promised i would and you know when you hear something like that and and kirsten and and kirsten when you say something like that it's like yeah like it is worth it it is worth you know at the very least helping people just get through whatever they're getting through Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it's a big deal it's a big so trust me ladies and gents we're not going anywhere but i just when we're having those moments of doubt it's it's good to think back on this and say yeah like yeah this is great all right we'll do uh, another voicemail Hi, Marion and Blake. This is Marianne from Florida. Hi, Marianne. My kilt rating for this episode is 4.8. I think it was a really good episode. And my GBG is good. Jamie's decision to contact uh, the king about the guns and the weapons for the Cherokee. Yes. And my bad is the pictures they put in between the scenes. It seems like a bit out of thank you out of space. I have no idea. I mean, it seems really <laughs> odd. It has she and I are on the no same to the show. Play. I am is your um, she's my so girl. My great is Jamie. <laughs> my great is Roger speaking with uh, Fergus, yes. giving him that tough talk. Yes. yes, and there was one thing that was absolutely wicked. That was the part where. Uh, Claire went into her um, workspace and there was that silhouette in the mm-hmm. glass door. Yep. That was wicked, creepy, wicked. <laughs> and Malva was yeah. absolutely creepy. 
so so creepy. She is giving such <laughs> creepy vibes. It's, <laughs> it's something that is just you can't take your eyes off of it, but it's creepy. Yes. Yes, Mayan, it is creepy. And thank you for using the appropriate usage of the word wicked. I just said to Blake, I'm like, you can tell she's not from Boston because she kept saying like, oh, it was wicked. And I'm like, ooh, oh, oh, wicked what? Wicked good, wicked cool, wicked fun, wicked sexy. No, she actually means wicked. Like no, but the then she ended word. up saying wicked creepy. She, you're right. She ended up saying, you know what? So Mayan, okay. you know what? You're, you're going to get an honorary. But she also your meant wicked from Boston in the sense of wicked. Yes, that's true. But I you love got, it. You got to you got to give that one more. I love when I actually hear it how it's supposed to be used. I know. No, it doesn't sound right now. We don't ever say wicked. No, never. It's like it, like we, it's either wicked as it's wicked something. Yeah, or it's the musical. Yeah, defying gravity. <laughs> Other than that, we Other don't than use that, that word It's like here. wicked bad. I mean, and let's be real. We had like all the witch trials, so we we're like nobody's wicked. Yeah, no. Our our baseline for for wicked. It's pretty friggin' high. Yeah. So we're, it's fine. Yeah. All right, it's fine. All right. We'll, we'll get the next one. Uh, this one comes from Katie. She says, I'm not a book reader, so I have no expectations. And I enjoyed this episode very much. P.S. Blake gets me crying with laughter. Every time he laughs so hard, he can't catch his breath. Me too. <laughs> and in this episode, I was so excited to see Rolo. And I loved the scene where Ian tells Marsley he had oh. a child. Oh. I want more Marsley in every episode. She is so great. Agreed. And to think that she is Leghair's daughter. I know. Just remind yourself that every other day. I got to tell you, Marsley has become a real asset to this show. She may be an MVP. Well, she, we already have the Mosley MVP I know, shirt. But like for this season. By the way, get your Mosley MVP shirt at the MarianBlakeStore you know, <laughs> Someone, someone else might be rooting for it though this season. What do you mean, Roger? Uh, you I'm not going to go that did? far. Roger practiced in the off season. He brushed his beard. He worked on his intensity. Got some hot oil oh. treatment. Yep. Oh, I'm not going that far yet. I already watched six oh three three times. I'm telling you, mm. lightweight still. No, still lightweight. You need status. to cut it out. No, he's not. You need a new lightweight. Until until I find a new lightweight, he's How lightweight. How about the twins? Can the Beardsley oh, twins be your new lightweight? Yes, Can we I move will. on from Roger? Because he deserves some love, okay? The, the twins, useless. Okay, so they're useless. your new lightweight, okay? They are... Thank you. They are, they are the honorary do lightweight. We don't number. even use I know. that anymore. That's why I changed it so to yes, lightweight. I like lightweight, and they, you can you can feel that way about them. All right, we got an email from Julie. She says, "I hope you're feeling perkier no, today." She started with y'all. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're right, y'all. Because that that's that that's some twang. That, that's Julie. That's Julie. Ju- Julie ha- Julie starts it with y'all. Yeah. You're right, Mary. We're gonna go with the y'all. Y'all. I hope you're feeling perkier today, and I'm sending every single go-away long COVID vibe. I need more of them. <laughs> Long-time listener, first-time responder. Thank you. This is probably not the way to do a listener response, but I'm fairly certain it's a minority option. But for episode two, the good. Evolving in parallel storylines about our two trauma commandos whose coping mechanisms have failed. Nobody on the ridge has more unresolved trauma than Claire and Fergus. And as a reminder, the brothel child, sexual assault survivor, yes, child yes, soldier, yes, yes. orphan, who then loses his adoptive father for yes. years, but only after Redcoats chop off his yes. hand. Claire's compartmentalizing and Fergus's turning everything into a joke are no longer working. And they are both self medicating yes but it's going to be a while before claire becomes obvious i'm here for all of it so far a fergus incident has led right into a claire scene interesting to see if that continues or if i'm just making this whole link up yeah I, I I love this whole thing with, with Fergus. The bad. Loved the interaction between Ian and Jamie in the tent, but the rest of that scene was super cringy. He treated the women the way that Game of Thrones treats background sexy times women. Did not love. Did, though, love Jamie's hi, honey, I'm home moment, however. Uh, the great was Lauren Ding Dang Lyle. Every single second of Marceline, every Preach. beat in the labor or delivery scene. And the bonus, I really want that Jamie line about the windows to be the writers winking at fans who would complain about the lavish of the big house, even though <laughs> it's probably a line from the book. Feel better, kids, and thanks for the years of entertainment. Oh. You are delightful. Thank well, you. thank you so much for that. I have some more uh, voicemails. Here we go. Gotta wait for Mary to put on her headphones. Well, if you uh, didn't have such a loud voice. Well, I can't help it. It's just how I was born, Marvin. Turn the volume down in the headphones. All right, all right, I will. All right, here we go. I'm not deaf like you. You have very. 
Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Bunny from Cincinnati. Hi, Bunny. Blake, I promise not to make you emotional this week. (laughs) It was just something that I needed to say. Thanks for being so lovely about it. I hope Mary got to hear it. I did, I promise this voicemail will be somewhat normal. (laughs) It's very hard for me to be objective regarding Outlander, Mm -hmm. and I get very defensive when people criticize it. I do understand your criticisms, and I do appreciate your insights. Thank you. My only real issue is when people complain about things not being in the book or the things were cut or changed mm-hmm. and they're not happy about it. Sure. I wonder if there's a difference between the people who've watched the TV series first and then read the books because of it, like Ooh. me, versus the people who read the books first and then watched the show. I love that, bunny. My guess, and it's only a guess, is that people who watch the TV series first are probably more accepting of the changes than the people who read the books first. Anyway, as you've said many times, people should accept the show as the show and the books as the books. Mary and Blake the Amendment. books will always be there. Truth. Yes. I've never rewatched episodes of a TV show before. My previous favorite show was The West Wing. Oh, yes. I have the whole box set. I haven't watched it. For some reason, Outlander is different. The attention to detail, the chemistry, the casting, and the devotion to the show by the cast and crew is something that I haven't experienced before. And that's why I love it. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. Thanks, Bunny. Bunny. Awesome. You love it, man. That's that's cool. So do we. That's great. I love you it. rewatch it as much as you want. That that's totally cool. I'm thanks, in. Thanks for making it an appropriate volume level so I could listen to Bunny without being peeved. <laughs> You're welcome. We got we're gonna I, do another voicemail here. Oh, okay. Okay, because we got a lot, so we gotta we gotta we gotta fly through these. Okay, I'm I'm here for it. All right, and at least you got your headphones on this time. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mary and Blake. My name's Nicole. Hi, Nicole. I am a first-time caller, and I just wanted to tell you how excited I am that you guys are back at podcasting for Outlander. Thank you. Um, Outlander and your podcast have been a huge comfort and security blanket for me. Um, I've been through cancer treatments for a few years now, and I just found out my cancer is back. And even though that is horrible and I'm not happy about it, there has been this really wonderful relief to know that I have something to look forward to on the weekends with the new episodes and that I have some friendly voices to listen to uh, during the week. So I'm so grateful to you guys being back and posting and uh, knowing that I have that wonderful relief of having Outlander back in my life. So yay. Uh, And I really loved Allegiance. I love the fact that we get to see Jamie and uh, Ian back together and the Marcelie Fergus timeline that's going on right now, I think is one of the most interesting in this book for me. So I'm uh, excited to see where they go. And uh, that's it. Thank you, guys. Oh, thanks, Nicole. And listen, I want you to send us an email because I want to send you a little something. You just so, stole the words right out of my mouth. You can tell everyone why. What do you mean? Oh, it's because she's freaking psychic. I am. It, it, I, and like some people say that like, they're like, oh, she's psychic or I'm psychic. And like, you're like, yeah, right, guy. Sure. No, my wife is, le- she legitimately can, re- we, I was across the country doing like a business trip and she's like, hey, did you, uh, um, did you do X, Y, and Z? And I was in the middle of doing it. There was no context. There was no like precursor. There was no conversation about it at all, ever. And then she's like, oh, hey, X, Y, and Z. And I'm in the middle of doing it as she messaged me out of nowhere. And And this happens regularly. It ain't just that one time, ladies and gents. I just love it because Blake reacts every time he's like, oh, my God. You did it again. You freaking did it again. (laughs) And you did it again with this thing. I know. Well, listen, Nicole. Um, Send us an email again. This is and and this is kind of like the theme of the day here. This is the reason why, you know, when you have these moments of doubt, and then you hear something like that when you're helping somebody through their cancer treatments, and you're just like, "Holy smokes, man!" Like, you don't recognize the reach that yes. you have until all of a sudden someone tells you that you got this reach, and it just blows my doors off. So, and it's it's a trust me, and I say this, and I don't say it lightly. It is an honor um, that you consider us uh, part of, you know, making 
bringing you happy and bringing light to your world right now. And uh, so do me a favor. Send us an email at uh, maryandblakemedia@gmail.com when you hear this. And uh, we'll we send healthy th- prayers your way in the meantime. And yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna send you something from uh, from us. Okay, so we'll go from there. All right, let's get on to the next one. This one comes from Joanne. Uh, yes, Joanne. She says, "My name is Joni. I've listened to your podcast since season That's one jo- about Joanne, not Joni. Joanne, right here. That says Joanne. Yeah, Joanne from Joanne. Oh." Oh, okay. See, there you go. That's okay. Why don't you pay attention to the document? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Sorry, Joni. That's her nickname. It's Joni. How to tell when the hosts aren't listening. <laughs> well, it says from Joanne, and then she has her nickname, Joni. I just wanted to make sure the right person was being read. She says, I adored this episode. I gave it 4.9 <laughs> kills. The only reason why he doesn't get all five is that I know what's coming down the pike and I want to hold my five kilt rating in Same. reserve. The good was Fergus and Masterly. While I appreciate the lab- about the labor scene is that it's the first hint we've had on the show of the darker side of Fergus's childhood in the brothel. Until now, his brothel stories have been sweet, have been sweet brushing the hair of women who work in the brothel or funny complimenting Claire's breasts when he first meets her. When I hear him talk about the women performing nipple stimulation to assist in the birth of one of their co-workers, babies, babies that weren't always wanted. It brings tears to my eyes. Bad. The first one, the Cherokee ladies. I liked Jamie and Ian's interaction in the scene, but every time I see the ladies ignore Jamie's refusal, it bothers me because Jamie is a rape survivor. It's not simply a language barrier. Jamie says no repeatedly and angles his head and upper body away from away from the women. He also physically removes the hand from wandering below his belt. Yes. Two, the ether. I'm not opposed to the concept of Claire either uh, using ether to self-medicate and i liked the ending of episode one that establishes the storyline my problem so far has to do with execution blake is fond of saying don't tell me show me it's i'm not just fond of it it's a mary and blake media commandment so far claire has told people she can use ether to operate on them but the only way we've seen her use ether on screen is to self-medicate i feel like the writers chose to have ether claire chose to have Claire self-medicate in this way because it's a way she can misuse her medical knowledge. That being said, I feel like we need to see her use ether legitimately at least once. This allows Claire to keep telling herself, yes, I've self-medicated, but there was one that one time I removed so-and-so's appendix while he was anesthetized with ether, so I don't have a problem. If there's not one mark on the legitimate side of the ledger for Claire to hang her denial on the self-medication storyline that will become more problematic for me oh my good Joni I just have to say this listen I love what you're saying here a hundred percent a hundred thousand percent there has to be a mark in the ledger for legitimate use because why else is Claire creating ether other than to just manufacture her use of ether, right? Do you see what I'm saying, Mary? Yep. Uh, while I'm a huge fan of the ether storyline, your thoughts here, Joni, about making it legitimate uh, is a perfect, I think, salve for those who don't like the ether plotline. Excellent. Um Great for her was the sex scene that you did not mention, Mary and Blake. The sequence when Jamie comes home from the Cherokee is fabulous. Everything from throwing his awesome leather coat at Mrs. Bug while shouting Claire's name on the way upstairs to cutting back downstairs a few minutes later where Mrs. Bug looks knowingly up at the ceiling when she hears thumping noises. This is a great callback to episode 101 when the bed and the breakfast owner looked knowingly at the ceiling when she heard Claire and Frank's squeaking bed springs. Then the scene cuts away to the sexy afterglow conversation, which proves that a scene doesn't necessarily need nudity to be sexy. Then there's the segue into the conversation about guns in the Cherokee. This is a great illustration of Claire, Claire and Jamie's relationship in their give and take as a couple, and it shows another level of intimacy between them. Two, the Jamie as Laird. In all of the Jamie's interactions with Tom Christie this episode, Jamie is every inch the Laird. The scene in front of the meeting house is especially great. Jamie's parting remark about window panes is a great callback to Dougal bribing the priest with new windows so that he will bend the rules to marry Jamie and Claire quickly. 
Mary, don't go breaking our studio. Honorable mention has to go to Mrs. Wilson's funeral. It was great to see one of my favorite scenes from the book on screen. Thanks, Mary and Blake. I look forward to your podcast every week during the Outlander seasons. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you from that uh, very much uh, for that, Joni. I appreciate it. And that was a great take about the ether. I could see Mary shutting down right now, ladies and gents. I'm having a hard time breathing. I know. I can see you shutting down. So we are going to do one more email. Okay, for those of you who do not read, I, I did not read. I apologize. We will fit them in. We will. There will you, be like a listener feedback 602 part two. I promise. I'm just actually having a hard time breathing. Yes, I know. So we are going to, where is that one it's email? It's Natasha. No, no. I want to find this one specific email that I that I really I wanted to get at. All right. So this one comes from Bill. Uh, he actually sent us a very nice message. Uh, and uh, Bill, I received your message and we're going to... Uh, reply to you in email form. Um, but just know that I received your message, the one uh, that you wrote, uh, but it was just tremendous. And he also wanted us to include some of his feedback for this episode. Thank so you. this one comes from Bill. He says the kilt rating for your podcast first is a five plus. Oh my God, Bill. It's a horse. Mind. It is a horse. <laughs> That's a great, this is us two reference. Thank Bill's you so much. Bill's waking me up. Uh, he says that I'm a Giants fan, but I'm honest enough to admit that even though the Giants beat the Patriots in two Super Bowls, I, I rate your co- your podcast as a Tom Brady, definitely the GOAT over an Eli Tom Manning. Brady. Retire and mean it. <laughs> he has two points. One, Jamie's humor. Yeah. He was hilarious in so many ways this episode. Yeah. If you had captions on during the scene when the Cherokee woman tried to have sex with him, he says... Who do they think I am? And Cherokee woman strokes Jamie down there and says, Christ! No, uncle, they don't think you're him. <laughs> For those of you who don't do Outlander with captions, I highly recommend it. I like to watch it the first time without it and then the second time with it. Yeah. Love it. We do the same thing with The Last Kingdom as well. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah, because you need All it. these mumblings. I know. Um, <laughs> then when Jamie made it back to the ridge, I laughed out loud when he took off his coat and threw it at Mrs. Bug. It was like Michael Scott throwing his clothes at Pam while he was watching Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's so good. Oh, that just made my day, Bill. That was great. Thank you so much. <laughs> And after some rumpy pumpy with Clary, if you look at the room, it's a complete mess. Books, a candlestick, all on the floor. Lastly, at dinner, when Bree says, we have some exciting news. Jamie's face and dialogue are priceless. He assumes Bree is pregnant and immediately says, a toast! Get the whiskey, Sassanac. Minor scene, but it made me laugh out loud. And two, Fergus and Bubbies. Yep. In season three, in A Malcolm, we had Dorcas and Buggies. Bubbies. Yep. Which is an absolute Mary and Blake Hall of Fame material. <laughs> I thought the scene with Fergus and Mosley's bubbies was rather strange, but hey, apparently it was a great technique back then. And it's technique still now. Still now. I don't have a GBG, but I do have a great. It is when Roger confronts Fergus, his speech to wake Fergus up from his drunkenness to let him know that Marsley needs him is just amazing. Roger is really yes. killing it this season. Thank you, too, for all that you do. Uh, and he forgot to mention that he started watching This Is Us oh. because of us. Oh. And now he's obsessed with that show. And now you know way too much about us. For those of you I who know. enjoy Blake oh. and I and you don't listen to This Is Us too. Oh, you want to listen to that show. You definitely do. I mean, maybe they don't. They're like, <laughs> we get enough of you guys. Mary, I don't know what long COVID feels like, but oh. I will pray for you every day to ask Thank that you, you be fully healed. Most sincere regards, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. So as I said, we'll, we're gonna have an, we're gonna read all this stuff because y'all take the time to write and send in voicemails, and we we do want to. Honor yeah, we appreciate you. and we honor yes. that. It's just that Mary is just I'm shutting down, really struggling right now. Uh, but as as you watch this, it's live. So, uh, all right, that's it. Uh, and normally, again, we would watch the preview for the next episode, but, but since, I already told you I've watched it three. Yeah, times. and since Mary's just deflating like. Like Baymax. Oh, I am, <laughs> and I'm wearing white. <laughs> I know. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna close this bad boy out. Are you ready for it, Marvin? Oh, I am. All right, let's do it. <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> It's loud! 
course it is because no, you're in you charge can, of it. Can, of course it's loud. Good thing I don't have the headphones loud. on now. <laughs> right, I know I can hear saying? it. I said, well, I need Claire's help. What would Claire give me? Ether? No, she would not. No, she would not. She definitely wouldn't. She'd I don't probably a, give you some weird I don't plan. have a problem being sleepy. She would, uh, No, you do not. Even without the long COVID. Oh, my God. <laughs> if they if they were like, oh, who's, who needs to sleep? It should have been like you. Yes. You know, like who has insomnia? Those people should have gotten my symptoms of yes. long COVID. Yes. I, however, am like... Mr. Bean, you, you okay? Basically, you know have narcolepsy. Yeah, he has narcolepsy. Uh, in the movie, um, the ro- Rat Race. Yeah, Rat Race. Yeah, that's, that's you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't actually have narcolepsy, but I you can turn it on when do. I want to. Yeah. it's like the best of both worlds. Like I don't fall asleep when I don't want to. Fall asleep anywhere, but I anytime, can fall asleep any day. My favorite is that I fell asleep in a music recording studio floor. I don't know while how people you were did recording. That. I it was the only recording session we had was two a.m. So I made the most of it. Oh my I would God. I would lay down my sax tracks and then I'd take a nap. And then I'd lay down another track and I'd take a nap. And, and like when we go on a plane, I'd be like, Mary, can you just like hang out with me? Yeah, sure. No. <sighs> Goodbye. And I cannot sleep on planes, cars, train, nothing. I just can't do it. I can barely sleep as it is. <laughs> Never mind in a bed. Yeah, you got me. Who can <laughs> sleep anywhere? Now I might be getting narcolepsy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And for anyone uh, who actually has narcolepsy who's listening, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're not no making offense. fun of you. I'm just we're just saying. we're actually highlighting the fact that that this ain't good. The, oof, brutal. Claire would make me super coffee. The, the best coffee. She'd give you like chocolate covered espresso beans. She'd just make me eat the dirt in which the plant grew. <laughs> <laughs> she'd give you some weird plant. She definitely would. I don't know. She'd just touch my head and fix it. You're all better, Mary. That would be nice. That'd be clear. Hey, let me see if that works. Ready? No, you don't. No. Oh, you stink. That actually hurt. My sinuses are inflamed. All right, I'm going to go. <laughs> Everyone, we promise we're here. We may not be on a regular schedule. Make sure that you're on our texting reminder yes. list because now more than ever, I have no idea when I can record. Smile. <laughs> and it just happens to be in our busiest month. I think that we've ever had. <laughs> ever. You know, it's not like Bridgerton drops also this week. Yeah. We'll be fine. No. Bridgerton friends. You just got to be patient. Yeah. Drink some more tea. Wait for wait. Oh, you got all the tea. You're last in line. <laughs> <laughs> we got TLK. Oh, this is Potter. us. Potter. Two Outlanders. Oh, man. And I have two children. And you got long COVID. And I have Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be a third kid. Yeah. It's just. Oh my god. A mess. I'm Total go mess. Get a coffee. <laughs> And go to sleep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. Bye, friends. Bye. We'll Thank you, you everybody. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.